Good evening. This is the regular meeting of the Rialto City Council. Rialto, uh, today is Tuesday, February 13th, 2024. Madam City Clerk, can I please get a roll call? Yes. Uh, Mayor Pro Tem, Kyra Savage. Present. Councilmember Trujillo. Present. Councilmember Scott. Present. Councilmember Baca. Present. City Attorney Zell. Present. City Manager David Conley. And also, and could you read for yes. me? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, this is the regular meeting of the Rialto City Council. Rialto City acting as a successor agency to the redevelopment agency to the Rialto Authority, Utility Authority, and the Rialto Housing Authority. Thank you. Now, uh, Mr. Attorney, can you please lead us into closed session? I'd be happy to do that, Mayor Pro Tem. Uh, we have two items on the, uh, the regular post-session agenda. One's conference with labor negotiators uh, with regard to the bargaining groups mentioned. You also have a conference with legal counsel with regard to one item of anticipated litigation. And I also have a request, I believe, from Councilmember Scott and uh, Mayor Pro Tem to add an item of subsequent need that item of subsequent need would be a uh, evaluation performance with regard to the position of the city manager under government code section 54957. Since this is a uh, item of subsequent need, I do know it issue was raised to me after the publication of the agenda. I believe the items that would be discussed in closed session do need some resolution or feedback for the city manager today. Uh, we can't wait for two weeks. That meets it now. It's a two-thirds vote, so since the mayor is not here, that means all four of you need to vote to add it to the agenda. I'd ask you to consider adding it now and, so, and vote. Can I get a motion? Uh, so moved. Second. Can I get what, a is, what is it specifically that uh, we're adding in terms of that motion? It's a performance evaluation of the city manager. As of when? For when? Today. It'll be the. We're evaluating him today. Yeah, she would have an evaluation session today. But he hasn't been here long enough to have an evaluation, is that correct? Well, he, there's no stated time in which the council has to go to, uh, to evaluate either the city manager or the city employee or other officer for that matter. An evaluation can be called out at any point by any member. So can I get a roll call, Madam City Clerk? Well, who, who made the motion? I got a motion by Rafael Trujillo. And a second by Councilmember Council Scott. Scott. Okay, roll call. Uh, Councilmember Trujillo. Aye. Councilmember Scott. Aye. Councilmember Baca. No. Um, Mayor Pro Tem. Aye. Since it uh, requires a two-thirds vote, that means all of you would have to vote for it. Uh, Councilmember Baca's no vote means we cannot add it to the agenda today. Unless you want to reconsider. Order, yes, point of order. Item two um, relates to significant litigation. Can we ask what that litigation is? Uh, I think the city manager could fill us in more. I do believe it has to do with a financial program that uh, resulted in some issuance of incorrect documents by the city. And there's some potential liability with regard to that. There's no other items. Uh, just before you leave the closed session, can I also let the record reflect that the mayor would join me in closed session? 
So you want to have a motion to go in closed session? Move to uh, closed session. Mr. City Attorney, also, um, in, or, in order to put Mr. Carmody on the agenda for evaluation at the next meeting, it just requires two council members to request it. Uh, as part of the regular agenda, yes, yeah. that's what Okay, I, I would at this time request it and ask one of my fellow council members to concur. I'll concur. Thank you. I suppose the other option, Aye. if you feel the item has to be done today, uh, when the mayor gets here, you can recess back into open session and well, ask again my, what you want to do. With my the, concern the is that some of the stuff you talk in item two may not be properly posed here as s significant litigation, but that it is what it is. Okay. Thank you. Uh, with that, I think we can recess into closed session. No, you only have a motion for closed session. Second. I got a motion by Trujillo and a second by Scott. We are now in closed session. Any objection to closed session? No. Any objections? Hearing none, we're in closed session.
Good evening, everyone. I would like to call this meeting to order. Today is Tuesday, February 13th, and this is our regular city council meeting. It is also the meeting of Hamelin acting as a successor agency for redevelopment agency and the Rialto Utility Authority as well as the Rialto Housing Authority. Madam City Clerk, uh, calling the meeting at 6.30 p.m. Could you do a roll call, please? Mayor Robertson. Present. Mayor Pro Tem Carrie-Sethers. Present. Councilmember Scott. Present. Councilmember Trujillo. Present. Councilmember Baca. Present. City Treasurer Correa. Present. City Attorney Eric Bell. Present. City Manager uh, Dave Conley. Present. And uh, Mayor Robertson, didn't I call your name? Yes, you did. Okay. <laughs> you did, in the beginning. Okay. Okay. Well, All right, thank you. Like uh, so with that, <laughs> I would like to ask uh, if everybody would please stand and join me as I lead uh, us in the Pledge of Allegiance and then remain standing so that Pastor Joel Booker from the Inland Lighthouse Church can uh, lead us in invocation. So everybody, please. bow our heads. Lord God, we thank you for this evening and thank you for your presence that's here. We ask that you would be with these proceedings. Bless our mayor, Mayor Pro Tem, the city council members, and all of the elected officials and those that serve. We ask that you'd bless these proceedings and uh, you see the items on the agenda. Give us wisdom and direction in all that is done. Let our business be yours and yours be ours. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. All right. With that now, we would call on our city attorney if he would like to report out on closed session. Thank you, Mary. The council had two items on its closed session agenda this evening. Uh, first was a conference with labor negotiator. Uh, you did have a brief from your uh, lead negotiator and there were no other reportable actions on that item. You also had a, a one item of anticipated litigation. Uh, you had a briefing from city staff. There was no reportable action. I will add that uh, uh, the mayor arrived in closed session at uh, 5.05 and we recessed at 6.20, Madam Clerk. That ends my report, thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Now we will move to presentations and proclamations. And we have today one presentation, and that is gonna be a presentation of some funds to the Rialto Police Department's Memorial Project, and that's going to be presented by TransTech. Good evening, Mayor. Good evening. And honorable council members. It's an absolute pleasure on behalf of Transtech to be here this evening and support the city of Rialto and the police department with a $12,000 check um, right. towards the memorial that they're fundraising for. At Transtech, we have our, a new motto. It's called, Your Projects, Our Passion. 
And really what that means is we feel that we are community members and partners of the cities that we serve. And it's our commitment to promise to be here with the city for all of the community and civic events and you know organizations supporting wonderful um, items like this memorial, like this one. So thank you so much. I have Dave Molinarski with me, one of the principals. And <laughs> my name is Melissa Demirci, also one of the principals at Transnet. All right, all right. Well, congratulations. <laughs> and, and photo ops, photo ops. Also Chief want to give a shout out to your police department. They are one of the finest in the Inland Empire in the East Valley. So it's it's a pleasure to really support them. Thank you. We know that. It's, it's one of our best kept secrets. <laughs> Chief Kling. Marin uh, and Council, I, I just uh, want to express uh, my really gratitude and appreciation for the support. Um, as you all know that uh, we're trying to raise funds uh, for those that are interested in the community. Uh, it's tax deductible. And it goes towards the police memorial, and uh, we're well off to where our goal uh, of what we're trying to achieve. So uh, any, any help we would really appreciate. And again, I just want to appreciate uh, Councilmember Scott's efforts because uh, I think without his suggestion, we wouldn't be standing here with $12,000 of a check. So thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> that is all that I have for presentations for this evening. And so with that, I'm going to move to oral communications and Madam City Clerk, is there anyone who has expressed an interest in speaking on just general oral communications? Yeah, I have two that is put in, uh, June Hayes. Okay. Madam Mayor, members of the council, a belated happy new year. The first time I've been here in the new year. Um, I only come when I want to speak. Other than that, I watch on TV. Uh, and somehow I missed an agenda item that you had um, maybe last meeting because I didn't watch last meeting. Um, years ago, when I first got involved, I want to say I've been politically involved in the city in for over 30 years now. Years ago, you were you worked eight to five, and then you went to the 410 plan, Monday through Thursday. Then you went to what I call a split 410, where some people worked Monday through Thursday and some Tuesday through Friday. And, you know, corporations exist as an organization to meet their own needs and to sell widgets to other people, you know, to, to the people. The city exists to serve the good people of Rialto. Mm -hmm. The 410 plan is nice, but I remember last time you went to the 410 plan, every time a citizen would come to me with a concern, it was a Friday, and I had to wait until Monday 
uh, to, to help them get it resolved. The split 410 plan that you were on until this one changed worked very well. Um, I know I'm late. I, you've made a decision. Not a whole lot I can do about it. But I want to tell you it does not serve the good people of Rialto. It is not in the best interests of the good people of Rialto. You need to be here and available. The staff need to be here and available when we, the people whom you serve, need you. My second thing, and thanks to Andy, and I thought Ed got it solved last time I was here, but I, uh, it's been solved for tonight, but I want to remind you that the people have a right and a need to get into this building to attend meetings, not to wait until 6.30 to get here. First meeting in December, I came down <coughs> and um, was told, as usual, I couldn't come in until 6.30. Ed wanted to talk to me, so I was allowed in. I was told by the then city manager and also by the police chief that it had been resolved and that people would be allowed to come in. Nobody told me what time, but I assumed like maybe about six o'clock. And um, so I thought, okay, it's been resolved. I came down here today and I was told I couldn't come in until you guys were out of closed session. That does not meet the people's needs. You exist to meet the needs and to provide services to the people of Rialto. When you forget that, you're not doing your job. When you forget that, the staff is not doing their job. You really need to remember who you serve. People need to get in here and get settled, not wait until the last minute to get in here. You need to be available to the people of Rialto Monday through Friday. Uh, or give us the name of, uh, and phone number of all the department heads so that we can get things done on Friday so I can call people at home on their day off so, so that things can get done. And with that, again, I wish you a, a uh, happy new year and uh, thank you. Thank you. All right. The next person we have speaking is... Uh, Mr. Lawrence Jenkins. Hello. Mr. Jenkins, hi. Hello? I really don't have anything to say, but I have a quick question. And if I had a desire to have a park somewhere in Rialto, Bloomington, how would I go about doing that? I don't, I called the city, but I couldn't get through. I'm sorry, you said if you had a desire? A park. A park? Yes. Oh, okay. Do I come to you guys, or can someone help me out? How? What steps do I need to take? I think you, uh, well, I believe the city manager is getting ready to hand you a card. Uh, thank you. That's all and I think he, he will be able to help with that. All right. That's it. That's it. Okay. All right. That concludes oral communications. And now we will move on to um, the uh, city the agenda for this evening. If there's anything or any items that anyone need to keep staying or would like to pull for discussion uh, on the consent calendar or if there's anything uh, council that you need to point out that I don't have a paper so I assume I don't have to <laughs> I'm good <laughs> and is there anything else any of the members have if not I'd entertain a motion to second it's been moved by council member Trujillo and seconded by mayor pro tem Carazellas. 
If there's no objections, uh, the consent calendar moves forward. And now we'll move on to our first tab item. And I'm going to um, call on our uh, new city manager, uh, Mr. David Karami, uh, to discuss and present tab number one. Good evening, Mayor, Mayor Pro Tem, members of the City Council. There are three items of new business on your agenda this evening. This first item of new business, which may be found at tab one of your agenda, pertains to the State of California Water and Wastewater Arrearage Payment Program, which was established in 2021. This program was established to help alleviate water and wastewater debt for residential and commercial customers, which accrued during the COVID-19 pandemic. It details the allocation and disbursement of funds to Rialto Water Services Viola, including the identification of eligible accounts and administrative costs. The city's interim utilities manager, Stephen DePuja, will present the staff report this evening. All right, thank you. Madam Mayor, members of the council and staff, it's a pleasure to be here tonight. Um, so the matter before you tonight is based on some funding that was established back in 2021 by Assembly Bill Number uh, 135 um, that allowed uh, establishment of an arrearages program under uh, COVID restrictions. The program was administered by the State Water Resources Control Board and it allows utility providers like the city of Rialto to apply directly to the board uh, for their elig eligible residential and commercial customers who had fallen behind on their water and wastewater bills during that, that period of COVID. The initial period covered arrearages that accrued between March 4th of 2020 and June 15th of 2021. Um, the state had dispersed approximately $385 million of $985 million in federal allocations to this program in that first phase. During that program timeframe, the initial program timeframe, uh, uh, 1,119 water accounts and 70 commercial accounts were eligible, eligible for the program for a total request of $402,237.74 that was submitted to the board for reimbursement of those accounts. A check was issued to the city on January 12th of 2022, um, which included some administrative fees of approximately 3% um, that the city was eligible for. After disbursement of those accounts, there is a reconciliation period on those administrative costs, um, and that resulted in, in $13,168.01 being returned to the state on March 14th of 2022. So there was an overallocation of administrative fees and that reconciliation resulted in a, a return to the state. Um, also during that period, 1,394 wastewater accounts and 67 commercial accounts were, el were eligible for a total of $567,793.19. I do wanna note there was a typo in the staff report as well as the resolutions um, that actually had an additional seven in there and unfortunately had indicated it was over $5 million. But the accurate number is 
$793.19. So I just want to note that typo. Um, and that was submitted. Um, that also included the uh, administrative estimate of approximately 3%. Um, again, after, disper after disbursement, there was a reconciliation of administrative cost that the city was eligible for, and there was a cost of $28,843.59 that was returned to the state um, under that program. On July 10th of 2023, Governor Newsom signed a budget trailer that expanded that arrearages program. So it extended it from the period ending in the initial um, and began on June 16th of 2021 through December 31st of 2022. And the state used the remaining $600 million in federal funds to fund this program. So under the new extended arrearages program, um, it identified $760,272.59 in residential water accounts, $73,452.68 in commercial water accounts, $881,002.39 in residential wastewater accounts, and $94,958.47 in commercial wastewater accounts for a total or and $15,593.01 in those administrative allowances that the city is uh, seeking reimbursement for for a total of $1,824,579.14. This was submitted to the State Water Resources Control Board on December 13th of last year. Um, those disbursements are scheduled to begin as soon as the water board receives it. Once received, the application of credit of approximately 1.8 million would actually bring the city back to nearly pre-pandemic um, arrearages. So it's covering a lot of those costs that were experienced during that. The item was brought to the water subcommittee on January 24th of 2024 for review with a recommendation to bring it forward. So staff is requesting the city council and the Rialto Utility Authority Board to ratify the acceptance of the $402,237.74 for water and $567,793.19. Again, noting the correction for the resolutions um, that are pending before you, an acceptance of that um, and authorizing the refund back to the state for $13,168.01 and $28,843.59 in those unused administrative funds. And with that, I'm here to answer Move any questions approval. you might have. Second. I have a question. Sure. And I note that those who've moved for approving it and second it, that's uh, Council Member Gilbacher Sr. and seconded by Council Member Scott. You, as you were writing, reading off numbers, yeah. there was one um, that you said it was 567,000, but actually in the book, it says it's 5,677,933. So that's the number that's that, an error. That's the typo, the 5 million. Yeah, there, unfortunately, there was an additional seven added in there, um, which was a typo. The correct number is the 567. I just want to denote it so the okay. resolutions and are accurate. 793.19. Yeah. And, and then in another one, you mentioned um, authorizing staff. It was in the analysis, and you said that um, 
just want to clarify, in commercial water account, you said there was $881,002.39 residential wastewater account. And then you said there was 94000 you said 958000 Oh, it should be. I'm sorry. And it should have been 258000 258, right? right? Okay. Because commercial. you go back and play it. I heard you said 958000 Yes. And so I apologize. The, this number is actually correct. Correct. All right. I just want to, to reiterate to staff, like these are very, those are public documents mm -hmm. and it's really important to have the numbers kind of correct for transparency's sake. So right. I'm hoping that when you review these agendas that you're able to kind of catch them. Because even in the report, it the correct number is actually, in, uh, I believe it's the, I found it in the analysis. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, I'm hoping that in the future you're, you'll be able to kind of look at these with the fine-tuned comb, especially when dollar amounts are um, correct. Are Thank yes. you. Mm -hmm. And noted because I, you made reference to it being in the resolutions as well, and I was trying to go, and and find those points so that we correct the resolutions. So, okay, so there's a motion on the floor. Is there any objections to the motion? Hearing none. Motion carries. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Now we have tab two, and uh, again, Mr. Karen, would you like to do the intro? Council, your second item of new business this evening, which may be found at tab two of your agenda, pertains to City Council consideration of a professional service agreement with Kim Turner for the City's 911 Emergency Dispatch Center. The Rialto Police Department operates a 24-7 emergency call center allotted for 15 emergency dispatchers, two lead dispatchers, and one supervisor. The supervisor, one lead dispatcher position, and six emergency dispatcher positions are currently vacant. This staffing center reflects a long-standing challenge to attract, hire, train, and retain competent emergency dispatchers. This problem is not specific to the Rialto Police Department. Many law enforcement agencies share in the difficulty of maintaining a fully staffed communication center, and we intend to address that situation. The city's chief of police, Mark Kling, will present the staff report. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Chief? Mayor, Mayor Pro Tem and Council, uh, Tab 2 actually requests and recommends a council approve a professional services agreement with Kim Turner LLC for dispatch assessment consultation services, uh, approve a purchase order in the amount of $174,950 for a six-month term, and also authorize the city manager or his designee to execute all the documents. Uh, just a little bit of background. I think the manager actually covered quite a bit, so I'm going to kind of shoot through this uh, and then hopefully uh, answer your questions. But you know, I, we just want to express that we're extremely grateful for council and what you've uh, allowed us to, to get here with the state-of-the-art police department here in uh, 2026. But we need to address a few issues that have long challenged our department, uh, especially in our dispatch center. So we have a two-prong approach. Uh, the address, uh, the long-standing vacancies in our center that will uh, lead to improved dispatcher hiring and training and retention and overall employee satisfaction. Uh, what we know that council is actually aware of is the issues with uh, our, our, our salaries. We know that our salaries are low. Uh, we know they're beneath median. We know council's aware of that with the common class studies. That's not what I'm here for tonight, but it is, a, it is one of the prong approaches that we need to address. The second um, prong, which what I'm here to discuss with you, is that, as the manager said, we have 18 employees uh, in our dispatch center, 15 dispatchers, two lead dispatchers, and a supervisor and eight of those, or actually 10 of those positions are currently vacant. 
So staff put together some remedies by conferring with other law enforcement agencies who have been in the same similar situation as us. They've contracted with Kim Turner's LLC, and those agencies included San Bernardino, Glendale, Montebello, Inglewood, and Santa Clara. All recently had contracted with uh, Kim, and our staff contacted their representatives, and they were really pleased with the outcome with what her services are. I know that uh, Council's concerned from time to time with sole source uh, providers. Uh, Kim is a sole source provider, uh, just so Council understands. We did our due diligence. Uh, we actually sought out um, an RFP uh, process through Santa Clara Police Department who uh, completed that process, but they got absolutely no one that would apply uh, for the RFP. The other agencies uh, followed suit, but because Kim is a sole source and provides unique services, um, we actually cleared that through our procurement and purchasing division per our municipal code. Uh, it was uh, deemed that it was a sole source for, for us to bring her here. Uh, Kim is a uh, peace officer standards and training master instructor uh, in the area of dispatching. She holds not one but two master's degrees, one from the Southern Cal uh, University of Southern California, the second one from San Jose. She's also a batch, has a bachelor's degree from uh, Loyola Marymount. She was a supervisor and managerial administrative positions for San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department. Mm -hmm. She was also a police officer for six years, so you can see she kind of brings a well-balanced perspective to help us understand from a sworn side and also uh, provide what our, needed, our needs are from a, from a non-sworn dispatch side. She is one of the most distinguished instructors in the state of California, uh, against with uh, pro providing different disciplines for dispatching, and, and she utilizes, um, well actually we utilize her in sending all of our dispatchers to a lot of her training. So our dispatchers are well familiar with her. And then she's also, where I first met her was uh, at a chief's and sheriff's conference a couple of years ago. Uh, and without knowing, um, providing that to our staff, our staff went ahead and I would hand it to uh, the uh, Sergeant Morales who actually put this report together uh, to bring Kim here for her observation uh, the shift scheduling review, which we haven't had in over a decade, along with our training mm -hmm. uh, manual review. Uh, she's also going to provide recruitment, um, which includes uh, some videos uh, for our recruitment strategies. She, uh, the, the team building aspect is what sets her apart. Uh, she'll bring actually two different types of team building and counseling and, and mentoring to our, to our department. So um, the current... There's current salary savings in our Communications Bureau Fiscal 2024 budget. Uh, so actually what we're gonna do is just do a budget adjustment if council approves it. Uh, per the um, municipal code, a, a vendor disclosure form is attached and then before she commences any work, she'll pull a business license. I think it's really important for council to know that I have personally met and gained the support of not only uh, RPBA uh, on this aspect of bringing in a, a consultant that obviously is gonna affect just our entire workforce. But also, I've got uh, dispatchers here tonight, Aisha Little, uh, Yvonne Wright, and Denise Villardo, uh, that, uh, his, who I've also met with them and our remaining uh, dispatchers who are really supportive of this. And I also have Kim Turner here uh, for, to answer any questions that you may have, and uh, I can answer those also. That's right. my report. Thank you. Um, did Councilmember Stunt and Councilmember Baca, you have your light on? All right. Chief, thank you for your uh, presentation. Um, I, I appreciate the fact that you're bringing somebody on board, especially when we're looking at moving into a 
a new police station so we can have nothing but the best. Um, and to the dispatchers, I want to let you know that uh, we realize that we have some issues to fix over there. We're working on fixing those. We appreciate everything you do. Without you, our police officers certainly wouldn't be doing the great jobs that they're doing. So we know that you're frontline people for our police department. I'm just wondering tonight who's dispatching is <laughs> is Captain Vega over there as so that's a whole third of our, no, our department. There he right? is. is he's Captain in, Vega he's over in, there? No, there he is. Oh, he's oh, in the he row. Is. There he is. Yeah. Hi, Captain Vega. <laughs> but again, I, I really uh, uh, appreciate the our dispatchers and the job they do for us because I know that it's not an easy job. You have to be frontline, you have to deal with the community and you, you have to deal with tragedies and, and situations that are not good situations. So we appreciate what you do. Thank you. And thank you, Chief. Thank you. I think uh, Kim is gonna take us through that premier agency status that we've all long wanted here in this city. Great. Okay, thank you. Councilmember Marcus. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Mayor. Uh, Again, you know, thank you very much for bringing this, uh, Chief Queen, uh, for us to address the, the concern that we all have. We all appreciate the dispatchers. We all realize that uh, they're underpaid and should get paid a lot more, and hopefully that that will be remedied somewhere along the line. Uh, and uh, that would help with the retention and the recruitment of uh, dispatchers that we need to fill. Well, my question would be to you, uh, Chief Queen, uh, when were you hired here as a chief of police? Which time, sir? Well, second time. <laughs> second time was the last day of 2017. Uh, why is it that we've gone so long without a supervisor? Actually, we haven't uh, gone that long without a supervisor. We had a supervisor here when I first um, took back over the, the, the reins here at the department, so to speak, um, and st immediately started looking at the improvements that needed to be done here. There was a supervisor here that uh, moved on to a, a different department, um, and that was probably a needed addition for us. Uh, we then brought back a dispatch supervisor who had worked with me before, and she was here through the whole tenure that I've been here, except she left and retired once again in July. So we've just only been without a supervisor since July of 23. Okay. Then uh, my next question would be, uh, in terms of the problems that we have, why do, you, why do you feel that we've had problems besides the salaries in recruiting dispatchers when we're underserved right now and these ladies and plus others having to work additional hours? So the, as I said, it's a two-prong approach. I mean, I would certainly appreciate if council would give me direction to talk to the city manager and also the HR director outside of negotiations to just bring us, simply bring us up to, to median salary. If you made that direction tonight, I would bring that report back to you as soon as possible. That would get us up to median. That would actually help us in recruitment strategies. Uh, but more importantly, what Kim will be bringing us is how to retain and, and build and further develop. We are, we are below median. You all know that because you've seen the comp and class studies. Um, there was a dispatcher, it was actually Denise, uh, came into my office. Um, those of you that don't know, I have an extremely open door policy. Uh, my employees come in and talk to me all the time and she asked me and posed a question. Since you've been here both times since 2006, when have we attracted, when have we attracted a lateral dispatcher to the city of Rialto? We lose people, we don't attract. And I said, you know, that's a great question. So this 
This two-prong approach will help us not only attract qualified dispatchers from other departments instead of us being pillaged and taken from us, but also help us retain. And the biggest issue that we have right now is the retention piece because we are recruiting, we are hiring, but once we get them here, then because of our internal uh, struggles and challenges to become that premier agency. What do you mean by internal? Internal, uh, internal policies. Have you ever been on a dis dispatch center? No. Okay, so it's probably half the size of your dais, mm -hmm. and we mm -hmm. put as many people as we can in there, sometimes as many as four. And it, through interpersonal skills, challenges, 911 calls, I think we handled 165,000 calls to service last year. Well, they're important to yeah. a lot of us in our community. 100%. So I think our working conditions are one thing. You're gonna, you solved that by moving us. They're in the basement. They're gonna be moved up to the second floor. Um, the new center itself is going to be extremely fantastic, something none of us can even imagine. The reality to it is unless we correct the challenges that we have internally right now, we're just gonna transfer that problem into a new <coughs> building. So our, our goal is get our salaries up. Number two, that second prong approach is to bring in someone with the qualifications of Kim Turner who understands the, the dynamics of a dispatch center and teach the administration for the future on how to properly manage that, including recruitment and retain, retention. And for once, have an updated policy manual that's gonna be consistent with our training for our dispatchers that has not been done in over a decade. Who's gonna be responsible for implementation of the recommendations of the consultant that comes up with recommendations, not just in recruitment, but retention or cultural problems that we may have internal? Who's gonna be in charge? My management team, but at my direction. And in some of those recommendations that may be coming forward from the consultant that will be working on doing a manual that will be used as a guideline, uh, if some of those recommendations are submitted that certain personnel need to be removed or displaced, uh, who's going to take action since we don't have a supervisor or when will we have a supervisor in place? I'm not quite sure. I, at this point, I don't have an idea of anyone that needs to be removed. Well, I know, but if there's there. a recommendation because you're bringing someone to assess and evaluate okay. what needs to be done and to look at what are the areas or problems that we currently have right now, okay. and if we have any problems, there's gonna be some recommendations by the consultant to say we need to solve A, B, or C. So, so Kim's job is not to come and solve A, B, and C pertaining to personnel or disciplinary actions. That's, that's what we do. She's here to solve A, B, and C to make us- Then, then my question is, who's yeah. gonna be, you know, will we have a supervisor in place that will be able to do that if we look at implementing uh, the consultants that we're gonna be hiring uh, with recommendations. Okay, so just so we're straight, there's, there's two things going on here. Number one, any disciplinary matter uh, that needs to be handled internally with our uh, department is directed by me and ultimately I'm the decision maker for the department and I will make that disciplinary decision if it's a dis disciplinary problem. If it's a training issue, then we have a staff, including a dispatch supervisor when we get that person hired and a uh, lieutenant and a captain uh, that oversees that division, and that's how that chain would work to address any type of training issues. Disciplinary comes up underneath. And 
the contract that we will have for six months, is that person going to be aboard for six months or will it be another body or people that will be involved in part of that process with would, this contract? Would you like to talk to Ken? Well, whoever, you know, you're re making the recommendations, so I just want an answer. Good evening, Council. I'll be more than happy to answer that question. Um, I'm Kim Turner, and I'm the, the, the lead um, in this project. I do have additional um, folks on my team that help. One is a licensed clinical psychologist yes, sir. that leads the team building aspect. Um, I don't know, I like sports analogies because I'm a huge sports fan. We can have the greatest roster, but if we don't have a chemistry in the team to meet the mission and move forward, it becomes very difficult, right? And we see that in retention. I also have another team builder that's actually on site that helps facilitate the team to move forward in the direction once we identify the tangible items that we're trying to achieve in terms of our training program and metrics. And what makes it so unique and so different is when you, when you talk to people who consult, they, they tell you what the problem is. I'm here to help you fix the problem, short term and long term. I walk alongside the staff as we implement those changes. So I'm very much immersed with the team. I pretty much will become a dispatcher by the end of this because what we do is, is built for Rialto. It is from the ground up. It is not a boilerplate, it is not a template. So at the end of this, my goal is that you will never need me or anyone else like me again, that you'll be able to sustain what we bring forward. It's all based on best practices and recommendations that hold the national standard and that you will be the envy of the county because you'll be fully staffed and you'll be able to retain your folks for the long term. Will our city manager or the council receive a report in terms yes, sir. of what the ongoing status will be of the? You receive a final report and that final report. Anything in between there to say that maybe you guys need to do A, B and C that can be implemented before the final action is actually up? Yes, I meet weekly with whoever the chief designates that I meet with weekly. So we're, we communicate very well. There will be no surprise. Yeah, I just want you know, our city manager you know, to be aware of what's going on, what we need to implement, what changes need to be done, if changes need to be done, how can we correct any cultural problems that may exist or don't exist, and how can we, I guess you, you would say, establish a better perspective working environment, because we want a positive working environment for the dispatchers, not only in new offices that they're gonna get when the new administration building is there, but where they're currently working right now, because that's gonna take us, when is it, when we say it's gonna be completed, 2024 or? 26. 26, okay, 2026, yeah. Whatever is uh, convenient for the manager, whether the city manager, whether that's bi-weekly, whether that's monthly, be more than happy to accommodate that. Okay. That's all I had for now. Okay, uh, I think Council Member Trujillo, you have your line up. Yeah, I just, uh, I look forward uh, with my colleagues, I look forward to kind of addressing some of these issues with this contract and, um, you know, look forward to also working on, you know, addressing the other uh, prong issue of, of salaries. And um, I'm, you know, I, I do fully support uh, the men and the women uh, at the dispatch center who, you know, pick up that phone call um, of people who are distressed on a daily basis. Uh, that and also, uh, I guess this is a plug, uh, you know, there's a 911 Saves Act 
that's out there to reclassify you from clerical to a first responder. And I, that's something I, I also support. I, I, I believe you need to have your place as a first responder. Um, you know, you are a protective, uh, you know, staffer that, that uh, you know, you're basically kind of guiding people in their worst moments. And I, I just want to say thank you for the work that you do. Uh, and, and thank you for helping our residents of our, our of Rialto, trying to get through the most, uh, probably some of the most um, uh, lowest part of their, their lives when they're trying to get help. Um, so I, I want to thank you for being that voice that, that helps them get out of their, the trouble that they're in. Thank you. Mayor Pro Tem. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Uh, Chief, I just, uh, I want to thank you and commend you for bringing this forward. I, I appreciate the fact that, that your vision of what we have here for the future of the city of Rialto is clear and that you are bringing these things forward before that before things happen. So appreciate all the proactiveness. I wanna thank every single one of you. The work you guys do is amazing. And I just, um, I look forward to visiting you guys in your new station and with all the new training and all the, uh, all the things that are gonna be happening here in the near future. So again, I, I fully support this and uh, I wanna move for approval, Madam Mayor. Thank you, President. Thank you. <coughs> Do you mind if I have anything to say? Absolutely. Okay, all right, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I have a motion on the floor, Mayor Pro Tem moved and I think Council Member Trujillo seconded. And I just wanna take the opportunity to say, to everybody. Uh, first off, one of our citizens got up earlier in communica oral communication and reminded us that we're here for our, for our citizens, our residents. And I have to say, regardless of what the hours are uh, that we sit, either 410 or, or 980 or eight to five, uh, I recognize that our dispatch centers and the people such as our public safety, police and fire are here serving our community 24-7, okay? And I don't take a position that there's something that's broken that needs to be fixed. I think I take the position that everybody needs to have someone that they can look to and have an opportunity to reevaluate and also have someone that's the camaraderie or just to know what's going on. Because as I told you yesterday, Chief, and I appreciated our conversation as I drove to San Diego last night, um, <clears throat> so did I, Mayor. Most people, yeah, most people don't happen to be sitting in their home and uh, in between commercials pick up the phone and go, oh, you know, I think I'm going to call the dispatch center and just tell them, you know, I have really you guys been doing okay, good thing. They, they, they rely on you. They know you're there. And I want to say, because I have called dispatch and you guys have addressed the things firsthand and not only um, have you called me back to see if it was the thing was resolved, and it wasn't an emergency, it was just somebody, car broke down, concerned about them in a, in a, um, a construction zone with limited move mobility. But I really appreciate that you guys, one, called back, and two, I appreciate that Captain Vega called one time to see if, uh, if the customer service side had worked. And I think you guys need to know, I feel, and I said it earlier, that I really appreciate seeing you when you're out and about, and I hate that we have to wait on a new building because the chief knows and a few of my colleagues that I wanted to see you guys moved out of the basement 
because uh, we've been, I hate to say it, putting lipstick on a pig anyway, that we could have moved you out of the basement, put you up in the corner, at least you could have had glass that you could see out, nobody could see in, and you could be watching the corner of Willow and Rialto. I felt very much about uh, being in a basement and being in that space because it's tough. And Chief said last night that, you know, probably some of us all here have not been dispatchers. Well, I have to say I was a dispatcher, but guess what? I was a telephone switch operator, and it's a lonely job. Not a lot of people come by to see what you're doing, but there's a lot of people expecting you to do that job correctly. And, you know, I was only 10 when I was running a switchboard because you probably haven't seen one. You could go see it at the museum. But, no, I want you guys to know that... <laughs> That was 10 when it happened, yeah. No, I really appreciate, and I feel like when I do see you, that you do like working here. And all that you guys have heard, that yes, uh, we know that the salaries are not comparable, and we've gone through this conversation before about us being a place where you would want to stay here, but sometimes our income is just not comparable, and you have to move on so that you can also have uh, a life of, of advancement and being able to aspire to what you would like. So that we look to be resolving, but thank you. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, Ms. Turner, glad that you're here. I've read and that, you know, the six, the time that you were a police officer, I won't ask where, but um, I think it's really good when you have been in someone's shoes, then you can actually appreciate things that go on in your personal life when you come to work sometimes you have other things going on but when you come to this job your job you have to still deal with people who are calling you because they have an emergency and so I'm glad that we're moving on this and I look forward to um, to seeing that that's something that they will have as a resource not as somebody that's looking to fix something because I don't think anything's broken so with that anybody have objection to the motion Hearing none, motion please. Thank you, Council. <coughs> now on to tab three, and this is your swan song, <laughs> your, your moment. Uh, Thank you, Mayor. Mr. Carabin. The, the third item of new business this evening, which may be found at tab three of your agenda, returns at Council's direction for reconsideration. This report pertains to civil engineering services for design of a grant-funded Safe Route to Schools project. This project, once designed, will be put out to bid as required by state law. The city's director of maintenance and facilities, Tim Sullivan, will present the staff report. Thank you, Mr. Carmody. Good evening, Mayor, Mayor Pro Tem, and members of council. All right, so I have a brief uh, presentation regarding this item, which is a request to award Proactive Engineering a $196,000 purchase order for the design of the Bemis Elementary Safe Routes to School project. So a little background, the uh, Rialto Safe Routes to School programs are sustained, uh, sustained efforts by parents, schools, community leaders, and the city to improve health and well-being of children by enabling and encouraging them to walk and bicycle to school. The program examines conditions around schools and conducts projects and activities that improve safety and reduce traffic. As a result, these programs make bicycling and walking to school a safer and more appealing transportation choice, thus encouraging a healthy and active lifestyle of students. So <clears throat> as a result, I'm sorry, excuse me there, the city has been very successful 
uh, with this program, which began in 2014. The active plan, which we are currently working from, was completed and accepted by the city in 2019 and funded by, by a Caltrans grant for $1.4 million. This slide outlines four of the current Safe Routes to School projects and the phase that they are in. The Bemis Elementary School, which is the agenda item tonight, is currently in the planning stage. Once staff has authorization to move into the design phase, the pro project be uh, begins to come to life. The design phase incorporates numerous elements and prepares projects for public bidding. And let me step back a little bit to the design phase of the Bemis um, project. So this item was presented to council on January 23rd and council posed several questions to staff to ensure that it is a successful project. The council instructed that this item be returned to tonight's meeting to provide answers to those questions. One of those was regarding uh, potential utility conflicts. So several field visits were performed to identify potential issues within the proposed project area. Through these efforts, staff is aware of one location that may possess a possible conflict and require coordination with utility service providers, potentially both dry and wet utilities. So, and that's the intersection of Acacia Avenue and Valencia Street. We'll have a better understanding of the limitations through the design process and how to work around or address these conflicts at this location or any other locations that might come up during the design phase. Regarding the implementation of bicycle lanes on Pepper Avenue, because the safe routes to school adopted plan improvements, the improvements that were adopted in the original plan that we're working from, were conceptual, the original uh, improvements were proposing a bicycle lane on Pepper Avenue. These bicycle lanes were omitted from the proposal request that uh, we're considering tonight because those lanes were included, are included in the city of San Bernardino-led Pepper Avenue repaving project. They're both in the design and, and we did receive confirmation from uh, staff on that side that they were not omitted. So in closing, I would like to mention that there is sufficient funding to issue proactive engineering a design contract for the Bemis project. This project is currently grant funded at approximately $716,000. In addition to the grant funding, a local match of 457,000 has been budgeted through Measure I which brings the total budget for this project to approximately $1.2 million. So with that, that concludes my presentation. I'm available for any questions. Madam City Clerk, do we have anybody that wishes to speak on this tab? No, we have to move approval. I got a motion from Councilmember Baca. Hearing no second, the item dies. Thank you. And that brings us to, <clears throat> that brings us to reports. Who would like to start off with reports? 
Good evening, Mayor Pro Tem and members of the council. Here's what's going on in Rialto. A new Tai Chi class at the Fitness and Aquatic Center is starting Tuesday and Thursday at 11.15 a.m. Paul and Pines will be at Andresen Park tomorrow from 2 to 5 p.m. so you can bring your fur babies out to do some pictures. Rialto Community Players Play Love Sex and the IRS open February 24th. Mobile recreation will be Saturday, February 17th at Rialto City Park from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. And then mobile recreation the following Saturday on February 24th will be at Frisbee Park from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Feeding America food distribution will be at Grace Vargas Senior Center Wednesday, February 21st from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Grams for Grands will be at Grace Vargas Senior Center Wednesday, February 21st from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Legal Aid will be at Grace Vargas Senior Center Thursday, February 22nd from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. The Teen Glow Hunt registration opens up March 1st online. And then the 18th annual State of the Women's event will be March 2nd at CSUSB and it starts at 9 a.m. Swim lesson registration opens up March 2nd and 3rd. 8 a, uh, it opens up at 8 a.m. online or in person and then basketball and volleyball spring season registration opens up March 4th at 7 a.m. in person or online. And that's your announcements. Wow, thank you. Quite a bit going on. All right. So with that, did you already do reports from everyone? No, we still got reports from everyone. Okay, so who would like to start off? Council Member Bacassini, why don't you start? I'd just like to report that the, the mayor and uh, Mayor Pro Tem uh, attended the opening ceremonies for Cancinera that just opened up on uh, Saturday. It was well attended by members of the community and the family. And I appreciate both the mayor and the mayor Pro Tem uh, in attendance uh, to this event uh, that was well attended. And that's all I have to report. All right, thank you. Uh, Council Member Trejo. Oh, great. I, um, you know, I just wanted to wish my uh, my wife a happy Valentine's Day. I know it's tomorrow, and I know everybody's going to be getting flowers and, and candy to their loved ones. Uh. project on uh, Randall Avenue near uh, Sampson Park, which is the uh, uh, bridge and widening of the uh, flood control. I don't think we've gotten a report on the status of that project in a while. And then any other projects that the county might have going on in our sphere that uh, we should maybe know about and can advise uh, members of the community when those what, where those projects are at and when they're gonna be completed. Um, that's all I have, Madam Mayor. Okay, thank you. Um, Mayor Protein. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Uh, I also attended the uh, ribbon cutting for the uh, Garaceria uh, Peter at the north end on uh, Casamilia, just north of uh, Ayala on the north of the 210 freeway. 
It was uh, really uh, well attended. I, as uh, was already said, uh, the mayor and uh, Councilman Rabaka were there. It was uh, very well attended and uh, they had uh, some live music and they had all kinds of uh, snacks and things going on. So I uh, appreciate new businesses coming to our city and uh, we really, uh, it really looks good when our city is behind our investors. A small business community is the investors into the city and I really appreciate the fact that, that we do, that we make a big deal. And uh, I also wanna thank our city clerk for always organizing these and having them run on time and having everything uh, go smooth. <laughs> As I say, she's my favorite city clerk oh, okay. for all those reasons. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, really I uh, wanna welcome them to the city of Rialto. And I also uh, want to acknowledge uh, Black History Month and that we continue to celebrate the uh, resilience uh, achievements and the fight for equality here in the city of Rialto. And lastly, I just want to wish everyone happy Valentine's. I want to wish my wife and all the kids that are apparently today is um, National Pancake Day, so <laughs> they are... So they are at a restaurant waiting for me with some pancakes since they noted that the city was almost, uh, the meeting was almost over, so we better uh, make it quick, otherwise the pancakes are going to be gone. They're going to be cold. Yeah, they're going to be gone, cold. Right? Or gone. But uh, anyway, I want to um, wish uh, everyone here a happy Valentine's, and uh, that's all I have, Madam Mayor. Okay, good. Well, uh, thank you. I'll, I'll be brief as well. You guys covered the uh, ribbon cutting ceremony and it went really well. I, I love the business opportunity and I actually, I don't know about any of you, but I had some find some custom meat made while I was there and, I brought, and it's at home cooking now while we, right, as we speak. Um, I want to say welcome officially to our new city manager. This is his first uh, time at the, in the seat uh, and I uh, really appreciate that uh, he's looking at a lot of things in our city and I appreciate you being on board. And one of them that we spoke about, and while I love everybody gets up and, and has the staff report, and I think I talked with Mr. Car Carmody and uh, hopefully he'll talk with the clerk. And I would like to see our uh, staff reports where we give the public uh, the recommendation first. I'm accustomed to that kind of a format I don't know if it's what, but it's nice when you just come out and say what the recommendation is and then maybe we can. So I want to just make that a suggestion. I don't know if anybody is opposed to it, but you know, things can change. So that's one thing. I wanted to publicly state, because I have heard from our residents, and I must say as a resident, I'm not a happy camper with the uh, safety project that's on baseline that is totally goes beyond uh, a drought tolerant. It is totally hard rock skate. And I was out there today, I saw people out there moving the dirt. I really wish we understood exactly what kind of project that is. And I would hope that we figure out a way to make that project somewhat um, with some life to it because we are at a point in our time and we've studied it where it is more important to have some canopies and tree cover that helps to bring down the overall heat uh, ambient in a community and not create heat islands. And when we have a hardscape through a section of baseline that basically is a residential area, 
it doesn't make sense to me. It, and I don't know what happened, but I've expressed that to my colleague who sits with me on the economic committee, and we were told that we saw this project, but I don't ever remember we saw this project and we talked about not having any landscape in it. Uh, that's a boulevard. It is established boulevard in our community, and I think we need to figure out how do we come back with something that's a little bit more softer and beneficial to the community. Also, I want to publicly acknowledge that the work that's underway on Pepper Avenue from whatever you want to say, down from Rialto High School all the way up to 9th Street is a project that is the city of San Bernardino. We, the city, has some funds in it. We did a partnership to handle a certain part of it, just a, a piece of it that's north of uh, 9th Street to Baseline, and then on the south side of Baseline, Baseline down to, I think, a little south of Etiwanda. But the bulk of that project is oversight by the city of San Bernardino, I would encourage anyone who has some concerns, you can call the city of Rialto, but we will be referring you to the city of San Bernardino because elected officials over there as well. I've raised the concerns to the city manager. I think his first day with me, he rode that project before he came to work. And it's been a total lack of communicating with the community. People wake up and they find that the street is blocked. This one way you can't cross. The good news, I guess, is this project eventually will be over sometime, hopefully the end of March. But I want to say, and then I have to say, been informing them of potholes. Uh, Mr. Mike Corona was out yesterday, and thank you, Mike, for coming out and, and doing some tree trimming uh, in the neighborhood. But we also, there's potholes that are on Rialto Avenue and Pepper, one is a mini sinkhole. And if you're at night, you need to navigate. We've, I've told that we've sent that information over to the city of San Bernardino, and Ms. Hayes is nodding her head because I believe Ms. Hayes brought it to, and I took a picture of it Sunday night. It's dead in the middle. So if for some reason someone has problems with tires or hits something, they really need to get a, uh, a claim into the city of San Bernardino. And that's the staff reports I said. And so with that, those are the things that I had to cover. And anyone else have anything to say? Ma I want to talk to you, uh, City Treasurer. I've got somebody who wants to buy your bike. <laughs> your motorcycle bike, not the bike. Yes. <laughs> Madam Mayor, if I can just remind uh, a lot of the public that's out there that tomorrow's Ash Wednesday as well. So mm. don't forget, uh, for those of you that uh, want practice religion, practice uh, going and whatever you're going to give up it's up to you uh, and then of course I appreciate uh, the reminder that tomorrow is Valentine's Day sometimes we forget I just want to wish my wife a happy Valentine's Day I've been married I've been married 55 years so I want to wish her a happy Valentine's Day anybody else feel to anyone else well with that I'll entertain a motion to adjourn so moved second Moved by Councilmember Trujillo, seconded by um, Mayor Pro Tem Carazales. Any objections? Hearing none, we're closed. We're off. Nada. <laughs>